0: What is up everybody, this is Chris, and welcome to Lost in Comics, where we help you get lost on your comic journey. Welcome to the weekly top three comics to read this week. This is the video where I read a pile of comic books. In this pile are a mixture of anything and everything, from the big two to the most obscure indie comics out there. After I take a journey in the Speed Force, I read all of those comics in one night, and I tell you which ones were my favorite reads of the week and I'll tell you this week was a very heavy dc comics week for me so we'll see if dc swept the top three this week I'll tell you in just a moment I will rate these comics on a five jabroni scale with five being the best let's get it rolling with three batman one bad day raz al ghul issue number one dc comics tom taylor on writing we've got art by ivan reese Brad Anderson on colors and Wes Abbott on letters. Is it Raz? Is it Raj? I hear some people say Raj, but there's no J in there. But I don't know. You tell me. Tell me in the in the comments, because I've always said Raz Agul, but then I hear people call him Raj. Curious about that. The never-ending battle between Raz and Bruce both equally committed to their cause, and both as hard-headed and stubborn as they come. This book really got into the gut of what makes Roz and Bruce tick, and what makes them so similar, yet so wildly different. On one hand, you've got Raz, who will kill anybody and anything that gets in his way of accomplishing his mission, while Bruce will do everything in his power to honor his code of no killing. Ultimately, they want the same things, to see a better world, but their methods are completely different, which always leads to a bout between these two. Very interesting character work and development in this one shot. These one bad day books have been more than I would have imagined. I've enjoyed every single one of them, and they have been worth the price of admission. Ra's al another notch in the Batman one bad day belt, and this one gets a, you know, I absolutely love that book. Four, A 4.15. A very excellent issue, and that is my number three pick, which takes us to... Two! Nightwing, issue number 102. DC Comics again. I told you it was a heavy DC week. We've got Tom Taylor on writing again. Well, Tom Taylor on writing. Uh, Travis Moore on art. Adriano Lucas on colors. And Wes Abbott again on letters Got some of the same creative teams at number three and number two this week. But this issue was more of what I was expecting uh, when Nightwing transitioned from issue number 100 to 101. This was all about the Titans, and it had that classic teen Titans feel. They're working together to protect the life of Blockbuster's daughter, Olivia. After seeking and capturing the grinning man, the Titans know who their next foe is, but we'll have to take a journey to hell to confront that foe. I think this issue did a great job of keeping the Nightwing story alive, keeping those threads going, but also setting the stage for the Titans book that's coming very soon. I have no issue seeing that team played out in the pages of Nightwing. Nightwing is still the primary focus and the obvious leader of that team, so it totally makes sense that it's in the pages of the Nightwing comic. I like where we're headed, and I really Really enjoy this book. It continues to be what it's been. I love seeing the Titans team together. Nightwing consistent and a wonderful comic. And this one gets a, you know, I huh? absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.2. Now this next book is the first time this title has been pick of the week. And I'll tell you what it is here in just a moment. But before I do, I want to thank you for checking in to the top three video every single week. It's a video that I love doing, and it's a genuine expression of my love for the stories and the characters that we all know and love. I would greatly appreciate it if you would hit that like button. If you're here for the first time, welcome. And if you like what you see, please subscribe to Lost in Comics. Hit the bell for notifications so that you don't miss any content, comic-loving content that comes out here at Lost in Comics. Those thumbs up, y'all, and those comments, they go a very long way for us as content creators, and if you would tell somebody that you know about Lost in Comics, share this video, I would be eternally grateful, and I would truly appreciate that. Quick reminder, tonight, Thursday, March the 23rd, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going live for a Lost in Comics live end-of-the-month show, and next week, maybe, Just maybe we will have Michael Marisi, writer of Barbaric, on the show with us. Um, We've had to postpone that a couple of times, but next week is supposed to be the week. Next Thursday, uh, actually, that one's going to be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so look out for that. Now, here it is. It is time for the... Pick of the week. The pick of the week. Pick of the week. And this week's pick of the week is Punisher, issue number 10. We've got Jason Aaron on writing. We've got art by Jesus Sayas and Paul Azaxida, colors by Matt Hollingsworth, and letters by VC's Corey Petit. By far, my favorite issue of this Jason Aaron Punisher run. Issue 10 is narrated and told by Frank's wife Maria, whom, if you remember, was resurrected by the priestess of the hand. Maria is becoming more and more aware the longer that she continues to remain alive, and Maria wants nothing more than for Frank to be done with his job that keeps him away from her, And things haven't changed all that much since the old days, as Maria recounts and flashbacks to a time when she found out who Frank's other love was, his job, or in other words, death. It's really unique and interesting to see the story played out through Maria's eyes, who's loved Frank for a long time and knows him better than anyone else. In this issue, you also get to watch Frank rid the earth of scum, and by the end of the issue, seeing that internal conflict that has always plagued Frank. He puts down his sword after this one panel, and after all this blood has been shed, and he just says, I'm done. He wants so much to be the husband to Maria that she needs, but is he really done? Is he really? Is he having the, the Forrest Gump at the end of the run moment? I don't know, we'll find out in issue number 11. Although the symbol on his chest has changed, this is the Frank that I love. What a great issue of The Punisher, and I am glad that I have stuck around through it, and this pick of the week gets a, you know, I absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.5, a 4.5. Now let's talk about some runner-ups this week. Flash, issue number 795, DC Comics, Jeremy Adams on writing, Roger Cruz, George, Hambitis and Fernando Pasirin on art. Those are some difficult names. Uh, Luis Guerrero on colors and Rob Lay on letters. What else can I say about this run? How many times have I talked about the Flash on this channel? A ton of times. This is the pen ultimate issue to the 1 minute war event that has graced the pages of the Flash comic. This event has been about the journey and it's been about character development. Flash characters that have never got their time of day, characters that have not really played a role in other Flash stories are getting their spotlight in this event. And that is what has not only made this event special but the entire jeremy adams flash run it has he's done such a great job of of lifting up these characters giving their moments to shine he cares for the characters and in turn we reap the benefits of seeing those characters take the main stage i can't wait to see how the event concludes but i'm also a bit sad to know that jeremy adams flash run is almost over with that ending he's going to give us an issue number 800 Next up, we've got Swamp Thing, Green Hell, issue number three. This is a DC Black Label comic. Jeff Lemire, friggin' Jeff Lemire, one of the best comic writers of all time. We've got Doug Mankey on art, David Barron on colors, and Steve Wands on letters. This was the conclusion of a series that we waited over a year for. Was it worth the wait? I won't allow my Lemire stained colored glasses to skew my thoughts on this entire series. First off, it was a good series. My admiration for the Swamp Thing is at an all-time high right now, and the character is really working for me as of late. If you guys don't know and haven't been following me on social media, I have been reading the Alan Moore Swamp Thing series, and my my fandom for the Swamp Thing has just grown exponentially. With that said, Lemire's contribution to the character work in this series series was fantastic. Alec Holland's desire to get back to his daughter and wife Abby in the afterlife and that struggle with staying back to help humanity is what made this book special for me. Now, With that said, I felt the last issue was a little rushed. A lot of action and heart packed into one single issue. We quickly go from these bombastic battle scenes to the patented Lemire heartfelt beats in the conclusion. I think the series would have benefited from one more issue to allow allow the entire story to breathe. But overall, a solid series and I really enjoyed it a lot. Now let's talk about Batman Superman World's Finest issue number 13. Also DC Comics, Mark Wade on writing and Dan Mora on art. This series, for me, can do no wrong. It's, it's this all-star creative team that just continues to prove time and again every issue why they are all-stars in the industry. There's been a murder that Superman and Bats are called to investigate, and none other than Metamorpho may be at the heart of the mystery. He definitely has the motivation, but by the end of the issue, we get a surprise... Uh, accusation that will really make you raise your eyebrows and like, hmm, can it be that person? And I think we have the same reaction that Superman has And the end of this comic book. Art, story, complete, package, one of the most consistent comic books on shelves. You can't go wrong with this series. Now let's do a couple of shout-outs here. Superman, issue number two really enjoying the use of the other Superman villains besides Lex. We know Lex is going to is gonna be there in Superman's ear, as he was in this issue, but the parasite is causing havoc in Metropolis. Supes isn't ready to do it yet, but could a team-up with Lex be the best choice to defeat this parasite? Well, you know that Lex thinks so, and I wouldn't doubt it if he's somehow behind the whole thing in the first place. Uh, maybe I'm just... Uh, I'm scarred by what Lex Luthor is continuously doing to Superman, but this is a very good continuation of the new Williamson Campbell run. I am there for all of it. Now, next up, you might not be expecting to me to talk about this one, Archie Horror Chilling Adventures Presents Pops Chocolate Shop of Horrors issue number one. Now this is kind of this is a uh, anthology of sorts. It's got a few little different stories in this one uh, one book. I am convinced that every week you need a book that cleanses the comic palette. That is comic wisdom right there because let me tell you sometimes you're reading a lot of dark, heavy stuff, and you just need that one comic to kind of offset things. Like I said, either spice something up. sometimes that can be a horror comic. Sometimes it can be a silly uh, slice of life type of comic. For me, this week, that was, Pop Chocolate Shop. (laughs) I, I don't dive into the Archie universe often, but they have a lot of these one shots in the Archie horror universe that really hit the spot sometimes. This one was fun. Pop's Diner has been the place for young people to hang out and get a burger for a long time. But what happens at closing time, and why is Ground Chuck the go to order after hours? Well, I bet Chuck wishes he could tell us about it. Unfortunately, he cannot. Um, this was fun and made me want to pick up more of these books as they come out. That was my palette cleanser book of the week. And then lastly, we've got Blue Book issue number two, Dark Horse. Uh, James Tiny and the Fourth on that one. This is not going to be for everybody. It is quite literally a retelling of a familiar UFO sighting and abduction story. But I will say, if you are a real geek for UFOs, and paranormal like I am, you will get something out of this comic. Don't expect your normal tiny and horror story in this one. This is a retelling of a UFO story. The color palettes are very unique and match the overall tone of what's happening. I'm really enjoying this one but I think it's made for a very specific type of uh, fan and a a specific type of comic fan and uh, storytelling fan and genre. Um, But I do hope that you have had a wonderful new comic book day. I hope that you are working your way through your own stacks. What did you think of the comics this week? Are you reading The Punisher, the pick of the week? Leave a comment below. I love to know what y'all are reading and up to in your comic journeys. Thank you for watching. And as always... Stay lost in comics, y'all. I will see you next time.